Hey guys. Hi, welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. It's, it's a teen drama, drama fan cast. We tried to record this podcast yesterday. And we didn't. Because I went to an what I thought was an audition. It was a read-through for, yeah. a sh- for a movie. I just literally read an entire movie. So I was like, yeah, I'll be there for like... 10 minutes, like half an hour tops, because it's an audition. It's an audition. It's an audition. And, and film auditions are so much faster than yes. theater auditions. I was like, okay, maybe they'll be running behind. Half an hour. Hey, if anyone in the audience has never done a... You've, have you done a film you've yeah. done a, You've done a film audition before. Yeah, I have. <laughs> um, uh, for anyone else who hasn't done a film audition, a film audition is you walk into the room, you say a line, and then you, then you leave. Maybe they'd be like... Do it slightly different. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe they'll look at you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Well, it, well, it's because with film auditions, you're, if on indie, yes, you're usually auditioning with like the filmmakers that. Yeah. On any sort of bigger production, no. No one in that room has anything to do with the production yeah. other than the fact they're casting you. They just want to record you. To sh- to, and then they decide. To show some people. Yeah, they're like, these ones are probably the best. Here you go. Here's the Goodbye. decision. And that's that's the wonderful world of auditioning for film. Theater auditions are Okay, first auditions are not longer. You go yeah. in there, you do like a monologue that you prepared that does not have to do with the show you're in. No. If no. you're good na- good actor, you're like this is totally appropriate. Yeah, yeah, you got the idea. So you do your like monologue, maybe a second monologue. Maybe they'll be like, "Hmm. Do it again a different way." Yeah. And And then Maybe they call you back for a callback, which could be really short where you just read a scene, or you could go there for like five hours and read a scene twice. And I don't know if this is like a big thing elsewhere, but I know in Calgary, at least, I feel like there's a lot more general auditions. Yeah. 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 Like there are the, I mean, I get emails about like, oh, for the specific show, here's mm-hmm. an audition. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of you audition for the company and then they just sort of pick through the rest yeah, of Yeah. They're just like, hey. Your thing where you came in and did two monologues, that was great. Well, at least for – I know Vertigo does. Yes, Vertigo, TC, ATP. um, The big ones that have, like, seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Even, like, my small theater company, when we used – our name is Full Circle Theater, so we used to do, like, a three-show season where our shows went in a full circle. Yeah. Like – thematically yeah so we would do generals and then we'd be like oh these are the people we want to like write a play with us these are the people we want to see back for our shakespeare these are the people you want to yeah whatever so yes general auditions really big in theater not a thing in film at all no no not as not as much usually auditioning for a specific specific part and speaking of specific parts i bet the people who auditioned here for the oc also auditioned for these specific nope specific parts that they played. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like uh, actor for Sandy Duncan. Uh, Peter Gallagher. Sandy Duncan. Sandy Cohen. <laughs> I knew who you meant. Sandy Duncan's definitely a thing, though. That's definitely a lady, and she was in a production episode, a production of Family Guy. because uh. I think she has a fake eye. Huh. Anyway, Peter Gallagher. I feel like he was asked. Yeah, I think they were like, we need someone to be a charismatic male dad. Let's get Peter Gallagher. He was in Center Stage. People like that, right? <laughs> Girls like Center Stage. Yeah. Um, th- I, I wanted to talk about, I know we did just did a, a, a pre-talk about, uh, about auditions. Yeah. I want to mention something that I noticed, I guess maybe in, just in this episode, because I go to a whole bunch of houses. Yeah. But something I noticed, Aaron. Yeah. Canada. You take your shoes off when you come inside. Yes, and in America. Okay, so... 
when I was in grade nine, <laughs> I went on a cultural exchange to Rye, New York. So, yeah, right. It's a very wealthy suburb of New York City. So the Rye kids came to my very wealthy suburb of Toronto. <laughs> it was a thing. I think we had boys, and I think they hung out with you, Kevin, and Brian. Oh, boy. I it was do not remember that. It was very long ago. I was 14. You just, like, hung out with some 14-year-olds. All good. Yeah, that was so, cool. So we went to Rye, New York. Yeah. And we, like, walked into their house with, like, yeah. our little duffel bags, our little backpacks. Ready our, to go. like. Uh, I think we probably flew with, like, sleeping bags. All preppy and keen. And we, like, took off our little Converse runners. Yeah. And the guy was like, oh, what are you doing? We're not Chinese. Yeah, that's always the, like, whenever I hear someone in the States talk about taking off the shoes, they're always like, oh, the Japanese style. Yes. And I'm like, I don't know anyone in Canada. In Who wears Canada, their shoes in their house. Just across that little parallel that we have yeah. around the 40th. 40th. Yes. Uh, the 40th parallel who doesn't take their shoes off inside because why are you bringing the outside garbage and dirt into your home the outside is for outside (laughs) this is inside inside your house kevin now that we are like grown-ass adults yeah sometimes mom will be like oh yeah just run into the kitchen i'll be like with my shoes on i i will like if i need to take like you know, a walk over to somewhere and I need to grab something out of the house. Sometimes I'll keep my shoes on, but it's a conscious thought. Yes, I, s- I-, I stand and I stand on the carpet in the front and go, oh, and then I go. Yes, it's still a thing where I'm like, am I doing this? And I, yes, I'm doing this. And I this. absolutely only do that because I have hardwood. Yeah. If I had, if, if I was carpet, like I don't, like my, I have carpet upstairs. I don't go upstairs with my no. shoes on. Unless, unless they're, because I have like a lot of shoes. I was like summer and I'm a super hurry and I'm like, these are clean. Or like I, I'm a lady, so I will often wear shoes that I wear for like three hours a night, like high heels. So I will put the high heels on in my house, in my home, and then be like, oh, I've forgotten something upstairs. So I'll take the high heels up the stairs and then out to my car. But in that situation, I'm like, no, these are inside shoes until I take them outside. Yeah. And I guess... I guess I just, really what brought this up is, is a thought that it's always referred to as, oh, the Japanese style. I'm like, what happened? I want to know what people... What is wrong with I America? Know, I want to know They're what, like, yes, outside is inside. In, in the UK, do they take their shoes off? I want to know. I feel, you, here's the, I feel like in a lot of European places, they don't take their shoes off. The only reason oh. I feel that is because I see a lot of like Italian villas that are super open air. Yeah. The difference between inside and outside is like... Eh. It's like... I wish I could remember because I also did a cultural exchange in high school with Prague. I mean, when we went to London, we took our shoes off in the, in our flat. But, <laughs> but did, we did were... the Airbnb owner take I his can't shoes remember. off? I don't remember. I don't remember we took his but shoes off. But also the flat had hardwood. So did he need to? No. It did. I don't I don't know. This is something like I don't Here's the thing. if if the UK doesn't do it. Then it makes sense. Oh, sorry, no. What I mean is if the UK doesn't take their shoes off yeah. and the US doesn't take their shoes off, then I don't know where Canada got it from. So, um, international listeners, hit us up. Yeah, hey, send us a tweet. Tell us where you're from and if you take your shoes off inside. What do the Australians do? I want to know, know where Canada got this from. Because, and if you're in Canada and you keep your shoes on inside, let me know where you are. Yeah, what's wrong with you? And also, what's wrong with you? We have lived in Ontario. Uh, we lived in... I didn't live in Manitoba for that long. You guys in Manitoba. 
<laughs> uh, Kevin, you were born in 1991. Yeah. We not move into 1984. Why do you not remember those first two and a half years? You okay. mean from Winnipeg to Brandon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember Winnipeg to Brandon. So we have lived in Alberta, yeah. BC, Manitoba, Ontario. We have taken some very serious family trips to the Yukon. Yeah, so the only place I would say that we have not lived like big yeah. is the is over the Atlantic in those provinces the maritime provinces but we used to summer in the maritimes yes <laughs> but we may have just like enforced our beliefs on the maritimes yeah. who so, knows so maybe in the maritimes keep your shoes on when you go inside i don't know and i want to know and i want to know why you would do that you monsters hey co-workers I know I have several co-workers who are from the maritimes who are from PEI who are from Halifax does what your shoe situation you better tell me. Tell me about your shoe situation. And tell me online. Don't tell me at work on Tuesday. <laughs> tell me your shoe situation. Tell me your shoe situation. All right. We've been talking for so long. Let's do. <laughs> Aaron, let's do the deed. Let's do it. It's episode 13. The best Christmaca ever. The best Christmaca ever. So it's December, Aaron. Which is fine, because it was very recently November. Yeah, I think it was two episodes ago was Thanksgiving. Which is fine. It was a homecoming. That was Thanksgiving. That was... Yes, because Ryan went home to Chino. Yes. And I guess we've just skipped over homecoming. I guess Harbor School? Don't know when homecoming is. I don't know what their school's called either. (laughs) We know nothing about the American school system or what they do with their shoes. I feel like homecoming's earlier anyway so we learned that seth has raised himself because his parents didn't know how to raise him okay he invented chrismica i guess he well he raised himself in the holiday sense he raised himself like culturally and religiously which is pretty great that he's like christmas hanukkah why not both and seth is super super on board with Chrismica this episode. Meanwhile, Ryan seems to think he's not invited. <laughs> Despite the fact he lives in his home, holidays, not for Ryan. Yeah. He does not believe in them. Well, like, he sort of does this little bit where he's kind of like, well, it seems like you guys will have fun. And then Curse <laughs> has to be like, Ryan. You live in this home. You're, you're in... Ryan, this is your house. You are our child. Well, like, I know you live in the pool house, but that's because we respect you. Because we know you're a superhero adult child. Also, we don't, Also, we might have another room. We don't know. I'm sure there's the, other The rooms. only time we see upstairs is when it's Seth's room or... Sandy Anderson's room, room yeah. yeah. Uh, they do... <laughs> there's a running trend in the show <laughs> that I think is hilarious. Which is that occasionally the Coens forget that Ryan had a bad childhood... <laughs> And Ryan has had the most, like, stereotypically comically bad childhood. Oh, he hits all the notes. Like, it's the point where he goes back to um, Chino and, like, you know, talks with his mm. uh, with his ex-girlfriend, um, his ex-person. that His he... ex-friend with benefits? Yeah, maybe. His ex on and off again. That's yeah. all he said. Never girlfriend, just on and off yeah. again. His ex-switch. Um <laughs> Other than that, I'm like, Ryan has no good memories. Because every time, like, I'm surprised they don't, they're not like, hey, Ryan, 
we're gonna go down to the beach. You've been been to the beach? He's like, oh, I went down the beach once and I stepped on a bottle and it cracked into my foot and then my mom was really drunk. And then I had to have a cast and I had to not be in the play, the elementary school play I auditioned for. I was Snoopy. Luckily, they remounted it in grade eight. And then my mom's current boyfriend left. He, like, broke my cast off of my leg. Yeah. Because he thought I was faking it. And then a bird pooped on me. Like, it is... Yes. Like, because there's like, hey, Ryan, don't you like holidays? And he gives... Here's the thing. If you've watched a movie, you know the story he tells. Yeah. Mom is drunk. Boyfriend beats him. I don't know if he said beats. But it was like, the boyfriend is not great. Yeah. And then... And then police. no gifts. Yeah, and, police, and, no, and, and yeah, no like, gifts. Not a thing. Like, like what was again? That sounds terrible. We're not. I'm not like, like, like oh, Ryan. Why? Don't but you? it's also like, okay, Ryan. <laughs> it's, it's also like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I've I've watched TV. Yeah, I I know how this goes. Yeah. So the Coens tried to trick Ryan. They're like, no, there will be no gifts. Don't worry. <laughs> Which is weird because that's immediately destroyed. Yeah, because what they actually mean is he doesn't have to buy gifts for his new parents. Yes. But he will get. I mean, All he, the gifts. He did have a job for a while. Who knows what happened to that? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't he know. hasn't been there Spend since the it. summer. I mean, it's it was a summer job. I'm actually willing, I'm only except it was a summer job that he had for about two months. Yeah, and like maybe he tried to do it when he was in school, oh, but no. Harbor is too hard. Tijuana was like a week before school started. And did he not have money for Tijuana? No, no, he did, but he only worked at the Crab Shack, I feel like, one episode before they went to Tijuana. Because the episode he went to the Crab Shack was the one where they had, like, the rough kids come in and Luke got shot. As you do. But Luke was in Tijuana, so... And Tijuana was when Luke and Marissa got back together. Uh, Who knows? He doesn't actually... Whatever. He has not had a job for long, and we have not seen it for a long time. But he doesn't have to buy them presents, but they're definitely going to give him presents. Because he's their child. But Ryan is the... Has to be, you know, the bah humbug. Because he hates the holidays. Yeah. No, he doesn't like it. Meanwhile, Seth has decided... To get the same the same present for both Summer and Anna, because this is his life now. It is the Seth Cohen onboarding present. <laughs> Welcome yep. to Seth Cohen. This is the gift you get. <laughs> so then we have a very short scene where we learn that Chris McCut is canceled. Mm-hmm, because Caleb wants to destroy Sandy's marriage. Okay, so Caleb refused the offer, and we know enough about Caleb to be like, eh, he did that on purpose. Yep, yep. He knows it means Sandy will have to work over the holidays, but Caleb won't. Yeah, and Kirsten's like, but he said he would take it. And Sandy's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he's he's like, he, he just needs the mustache so he can twirl it. Yeah. He's an evil man. He's essentially the Grinch. <laughs> so um, smash cut to another scene where we learn that Marissa also is a Grinch. Yes, Marissa also doesn't want holidays. And Jimmy has a job interview. Jimmy's been unemployed since August. But now, now maybe someone sort of wants to hire him but, if he picks the right tie. But now he's run out of uh, secret money. money. Can we talk about how his um, apartment has a staircase? Oh, that is a well-crafted staircase. And why does Marissa sleep on the couch? If there is an upstairs... 
Why is there only one bedroom? No, see, you you just walk to the top of the stairs and, and there's a, a bedroom. Just a loft right there. Well, there's Jimmy's bedroom and there's the sad room that Jimmy has to go in to be sad. <laughs> and there's no way that could be a bedroom for his child. No, no, nope, he needs to be sad nope, in it. Nope. So Marissa sleeps on the couch and wants to skip Christmas. Great. So, uh, Seth has a weird thing going on in the fact that he is trying to play hard to get with two women. And so, um, I guess this was established earlier, but there's a party for the Newport group, which is what Caleb owns. And Seth is bringing all the girls, and by all the girls, I mean Anna and Summer, both of them, yeah, so to he, the party. He invited both Anna and Summer, but he tells Ryan, like, oh no, I'm not going with either of them. This is not a date. It's, like, neither of them is my date. Meanwhile, Summer and Anna both want to be his date. Yeah, and I'm sorry, Seth. You are 17? This is not a thing you can rock. Yeah, I, I, I spent a lot of this episode being like, oh, Seth, oh, Seth, Seth, no. No, I, no I'm not going to no. spoil it, but when we get to the ending, I'm more like, oh, Seth, no. I know. <laughs> um, but since we're not going to spoil the ending, we'll just say it's winter in the OC and everyone's wearing sweaters. Because, you know, it's colder. There's, there's no coats. No coats. <laughs> because we have to do it. Anna's in the scene is dressed <laughs> fine. She got her he's, she's got she likes to wear hats with a little bit of a jaunty tip to them. They're like vaguely newsboy hats, but like if a newsboy was also a Muppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a newsboy Muppet hat. Yeah. 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 So that's what Anna's rocking. We don't see we don't really see the rest of her outfit that much. But you can rest assured. I'm it's sure, insane. <laughs> sure, it's insane. I'm sure her leggings match her hat. Alright. Well man, we're rocking through scenes. This is great. Right? So Next scene, Julie is in Julie sets up the Ur tree, the tree from which all other trees are birthed. And then we learn that she's, like, real insecure about Christmas, but not so insecure that she's not going to throw away all of the Caleb and Kirsten family traditions. Yeah, she really wants to impress Caleb, but doesn't want to pander to him. Yeah, so she's like, oh, I just want him to like it, but I won't do anything he's ever done in the past ever. Yeah, because Kirsten's like, well, usually the tree's in the, um... Foyer. The foyer. And Julia's like, how can I fit this tree in the foyer? Look this at is, it. This is an outside tree. This is a god tree. <laughs> it's a very big tree. It's a very big tree. I, mostly because I know because they do that shot where it goes up the top then tilts down <laughs> on them. Aaron. Yeah. Kevin. What are Julie's feelings on Kirsten? <laughs> Does she, is she friends with Kirsten now? Julie is friends with Kirsten because all of the noopsies can't handle drama. Yeah. And Kristen's like, I don't care about drama. I just want to work. Because she seems really genuine when she was like, do you not like it? But then she goes right into, like, this scathing. Also, Kristen is her is her future daughter, so... Yeah, it feels like it's a lot of, like, well, if I want Caleb to like me, I better like her yeah. daughter. And I think Julie is, like, slowly getting to like Kristen, because now that Julie has fallen from grace, and she's yeah. like, hey... The noopsies suck. Yeah. She's starting to appreciate Kirsten's anti-noopsie stance, which she did not like when <laughs> she was queen noopsie. I have a second question for you, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. When did you figure out where this scene was? Because... It took me a long time. I thought it was at Caleb's house. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, Julie's house? No. Because once again, that first <laughs> shot is going up a tree and tilting down. Yep. You only see the floor. So I'm like... Julie's house. No, they talk about Kirsten having to go all the way over there. So that's not <laughs> next door. 
Caleb's house and the then they're office? like Kirsten we need to use your office for some nonsense like weren't you working from home and she's yeah. like so I'm like wait where do, okay is Caleb's house the office are they at the office and you know what to be honest I'm still not sure that <laughs> Caleb does not live at the office I don't know and I have no idea where this scene was set I know it's the place where the Newport group works but other than that nothing <laughs> Uh, Caleb just plays more evil man, really, in the next scene. He's full of surprises. Oh, no, he, like, he does, he does full, full, honest, well, they'll pay this much, they must pay this much. (laughs) So Kirsten deals with this by being like, okay, Dad, I'm taking Christmas vacation. Yeah, you know what I haven't done ever before? Vacation. I'm out. I'll be back in two weeks. And Caleb is like, no. Well, he's also like, huh, you'll never, you, you can't be on vacation. Guess what, Caleb? She can't be, but it won't work out for you. <coughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> good, good. You good? Yeah. Yeah, I had a little coughing there. I just like really failed that mm, land. So that uh, was a bad goof. Well. Yeah, no. Nope, 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 nope. So Ryan and Marissa are really, really bad at being boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, they just want to wallow in each other's sadness. And, like, okay, so the Newport party is that night. Yep. And they have only just realized they're both attending that party. (laughs) 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 I'm just saying, like, I've had a lot of boyfriends in my day. We wouldn't have discussed this, like, a while ago. even, Even if you didn't discuss it. Of course you're both going to that party. Of course you of are. Of course you are. Your mother is dating his adopted family. grandfather. Grandfather. Of course you're going to that party. I'll be like, wait, you're going to the this We're both party? going to this party? Crazy. What? We don't talk between these, like, episodes. No, they literally only kiss. <laughs> Which they, which they do when they go on their shopping montage. Which is a shopping montage where Marissa... Only looks at gifts for herself. Like, there is not a <laughs> they, single thing they look at that could be a gift look for at anyone else. one watch, which there's no way Ryan can afford a watch from that yeah. place. And also, this is entirely set to a solemn singer-songwriter playing an acoustic guitar and singing about singing a Christmas song. Yeah, yeah. Because this is the Christmas episode. In it, case we didn't, like, land that. Yeah. This is the episode that came out on, like, December 16th. Yeah. Now, is my guess. Let's be clear. This is not an acoustic rendition of Christmas song. This is a song that that singer definitely wrote. They mm-hmm. sort of like a sad Christmas ballad. It's like vaguely Christmas themed because he wanted to capitalize on Christmas this, stuff. It, it feels like one of those songs that is about Christmas but is actually about like suicide at Christmas time. Yeah. It is... Too slow for, like, this joyous Christmas. It's like if Ben Folds 5 brick was yeah. about Christmas and not abortion. <laughs> it could be about both. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas abortion. <laughs> oh, no. That's not the title of the episode. I'm so glad I took it there. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. But this leads us into the most dramatic thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Marissa is... So, Marissa is somehow... Super subtle enough that she can shoplift without Ryan noticing. And Ryan is, like, from a tough neighborhood. But yet this guy who can follow them outside I, to their car. I am so glad you're also confused about this. Because 
he he has he's wearing a suit yeah. and he has an earpiece. But there is no way he's allowed to leave the store to follow them. You got to catch those people inside. Even not not only that, he follows them alone to their car and I have a few things about this. One, what if Ryan pulled a gun? Yeah. Two, what if what if Marissa thought he was stalking them and she pepper sprays him? Yeah. I he is a man who they do not know who has followed them to their and car. All he, is, he could it, be anyone. All he has is wearing a suit with an earpiece, a flesh-colored earpiece. Guess what? Anyone can have an earpiece. Yeah. I could have an earpiece. Marissa, like he he doesn't even give any indication he's from the store. For all they know, what he did was he followed her out and said, "Let's look in your purse," and then took all the stuff and left. Like, <laughs> now this is mine. Now I this is how I steal things. I <laughs> just, trick teenage girls. Just into be lucky. Them. I don't call your parents. So away I go. This was nuts. Like, I, I don't know. I worked retail. You worked. Yeah. Mm, have you worked retail? I've worked at a mall. I feel like the rule that we were taught, and I don't know if it's the law because I was. Well, like, I mean, he's clearly 17. a security guard. But you can't follow someone off the premises. No, no, I, I, I agree. Like, here's an, I've been to, I remember going into like a very, very high class, like, um, location four, and they have security guards at the doors, yeah. and they have a sec- they have different security guards. But once again, I don't. Not only I don't think they are allowed to follow you out. I also don't think it's a very good idea because once again, he doesn't know those kids. Yeah, Ryan could be violent. Marissa could get scared because a man <laughs> followed her to their car. What if Ryan and Marissa did not drive together, went to different cars, and he just followed a teenage girl yeah, to he her just car? Followed, yeah, follow the teenage girl to her car. That's cool. Like I feel good job, like... C- good job, fancy Sears. I'm just saying, I have read, like, a lot of Babysitter's Club books, and when they get caught <laughs> shoplifting in the Babysitter's Club, it is in the Dillard's. It's it's like they did not have the right to record in the sound store. in the store. Yeah. So they had to do it in the parking lot. I would, yeah. Because it, yeah, it, it's... Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Marissa Ryan gets caught shoplifting, and Ryan wakes up in time to essentially give her the most disappointing stare I have ever seen him give anyone. He tries to be protective, then he's like, "Wait, Marissa. the OC isn't perfect." Oh, oh, Marissa. Sandy Cohen has left me, led me astray. Uh, so Kirsten does accounting on her vacation. Apparently, <laughs> Kirsten's not going to vacate. No, nope. no. Also, Ryan gets sent presents from his mom and his brother. His brother who is in jail. jail. <laughs> his I... his mom who is satting her way across the northern wastes. I assume. Yeah. <laughs> and her bro- his brother's in jail. Take the time to send him some pretty pretty nice looking yeah, presents. They're sizable. Like. <laughs> I don't know. If I were in jail, I'd be like, hey, outside of jail, friend, send my brother a CD. Yeah. And you know what? This this show is called Mystery Outsiders and Abs, Aaron. Do you know what the greatest mystery we never learn is? What presents does he get? no one opens I them. I want to know so badly yes. what gifts Ryan got from his absent mother and his, and his brother who's in jail. His jailbird brother. Who is buying these things? <laughs> where <laughs> What? Are these gifts actually from Kirsten and she just put, like, different labels on them? She just Who lies. knows? I feel like we would have seen that, so I think they're actually from his brother and mother. But the the main point of the scene, other than them talking about how, like, they forget that Ryan is sad. And Seth is, like, very good. He asks, like, a lot of advice from yeah. his mom. He's and like, then he makes a lot of hilarious quips. Yeah. And some really weird ones. It's... 
someone who's like, oh, I know how to write Seth. I'm going to write Seth. Write yeah. this scene. Seth is going to make sex jokes about his grandpa and prostitutes. Which is upsetting. <laughs> which, is a, which is an upsetting thing to hear someone say. But the most important part of the scene is Kirsten discovers something. something. <laughs> um, then we have another Jimmy Marissa scene. Oh, this is when we find out that Marissa was shoplifting and Julie... No! I literally just wrote their apartment has stairs. No. No, no, wait. No, this is I, when Julie storms in. And the thing with Julie is she is almost a good parent. It, I mean, she storms in the scene like the evil stepmother from a fairy tale. Like, with what she's wearing. She dresses like an evil queen. Yes. But, like, her actual root thoughts and, like, punishments. No, they're fine, yeah. They're fine. Jimmy is, like, a cool parent who's like, oh, me and Marissa should discuss her, like, punishment. I know. I feel like on this show I talk a lot about the clothing of the characters, and I don't mean to do that. However, Jimmy is wearing a turtleneck that couldn't commit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, it's halfway up his neck and too loose. It's like it wanted to be a turtleneck, but couldn't get there. In the early 2000s, mock turtlenecks and cowl necks were really a thing. (laughs) I, I So I'm just going to describe fashion to you from a time before you were, like, really into fashion because you were, like, 13. <laughs> and 13-year-old girls are like, yes, all the fashion. And 13-year-old boys are like, I can't wear sweatpants to school? Really? What about on gym days? Yeah. What if I join the football team? Aaron, then can I wear sweatpants to school? Man, that's me at 25. <laughs> I can't wear sweatpants all day? <laughs> what about on gym days? <laughs> That's what if I join the football now. team? <laughs> um, so something that comes up in the episode a lot is that, boy, they really want Marissa to go to therapy. Boy, Jimmy is bad at that. And boy, Marissa really hates therapy for a reason I cannot. I think I th- this she, is. Well, I think she doesn't want to admit that something might be wrong. And I think this is a time frame thing. Whereas like now. Yeah. In 2017. I'd say a third to half of the people I know are in therapy or wish they could afford therapy or have been in therapy. And I mean, to, and also to be fair to the show, they do cast therapy in a good light. Like the therapist yes. who came to talk to her in that last yeah. episode it was amazing. And the kid we meet later is like very pro-therapy. Yeah. We'll talk we'll about talk that about kid. Him. We'll talk about that kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the point of the scene is that like, yeah, I need, it's, it's part of the deal to go to therapy. It's Christmas, Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. it's Jimmy. Christmas. And Jimmy, like, I give you a lot of benefit of the doubt. If, you're, if your daughter made a deal to go to therapy after her overdose. go to therapy. It's been months, Jimmy. Yeah. She <laughs> and you have not been working. school started. We know you haven't been working. You should drive her to her therapy. Her stealing a watch and a lipstick and a something should not... Now, Aaron, I have a question for you. Yeah, Kevin. What are Julie's feelings on Ryan? Because I think... I think they're slowly changing. I am really, really impressed. Ryan did not come up in this entire scene. Yeah. I think in all of the (laughs) offstage scenes we have not seen, Julie's been like, hey, wait. Ryan's like, pulling some good grades. There's been no more fires. Caleb seems to... Like him more than he likes Seth's girlfriend. Aaron, was the last scene that we saw Ryan and Julie really interacted with the one where Ryan just straight up told her off? 
Um, that was when he told her he would not keep her secret. Oh, no, that was it. Maybe she was just so impressed that he wouldn't keep her. Like, uh, yeah, like, you, mm. you, got, you got me, Ryan. Prison rules. You got, I respect that. You got me, Ryan Atwood. I don't know. But, yeah, it is shocking that Julie was not like, oh, my God, since you met Ryan, blah, blah, I mean, Ryan blah, was blah, there. blah. Ryan was there, literally there with her. I feel like the police report probably was very clear that the boyfriend was like, no, it's fine. He it's g- fine. He gave her some sleepy eyes that told her that she done wrong. And you know what? I believe him. He seems like a superhero type. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking today? Um, today, because again, guys, this is summer, so it's hot out. This yeah. is like an ongoing theme. Good, you're gonna get, get some good summertime brews out there for people. <laughs> and I am literally drinking a brew. So I went to the liquor store and I bought like several individual cans of beer, which the uh, teller thought was strange. Shut up, teller. I know. You I like, sell them. I would like all twelve <laughs> of these individual cans. You, you didn't crack open a pack and take one out. No, <laughs> no, they're there. Exactly. We have no one ever bought them. I mean, I may have only spent like seven dollars yeah. on individual cans of beer, but whatever. So this is from the Pump House Brewery, which is a Canadian brewery Ooh. from um, Moncton, New Brunswick. On the, on the top, I see it says no fruit soda. No fruit soda, because it is a crafty Rattler. It is a grapefruit and tangerine beer with almost 5% alcohol. And it has a drawing of a badger riding an old-timey bike wearing a, like, tailcoat. Ah, yes. That is a penny farthing. So I super bought that because... Oh, there's another another name for a penny farthing. It's like a velociraptor or something. No, it's not a velociraptor. (laughs) No, that's a dinosaur. Vincilopite? It's like, it's a crazy name. Um, it sounds like an insect, but it's not. The reason for this is because the term Radler means cyclist in Germany. Because people love cycling and they have a need for a delicious post-ride beverage. <laughs> Thanks, Pump House. You're in Moncton. That's Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's in Ontario. Is it Moncton, Ontario? Nope. New Brunswick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, wait. Oh, man. <laughs> I already said it that. Is, well, and also, I know Moncton and New We've Brunswick. all been to Moncton. This one time, our mom got some sort of insane disease where she had, like, tonsillitis and bronchitis and some other things all at once. And so we stayed in Moncton for three days. And my mom just, like, slept in the dark in the hotel room. And we went to a bowling alley. And we went to a water park. And we saw a movie. And then finally my dad was like, no, Shelly is too sick. So he drove the 17 hours from Moncton to Newmarket, which is north of Toronto, in one day. So that bike is called a Velocipede. Great. And if you ride it... You're a velocipedist. That is what this badger that is. That badger is a velocipedist. Amazing. Nice. I'm going to drink this beer. Kevin, would you like to try the velocipedist beer? <laughs> no, but that is a, that's a great way to describe it. Kevin's so tempted. He's so <laughs> tempted. Let me li- drink it now. So, Ryan... So, Ryan... Do you remember in the last episode, or maybe a few episodes ago, where Marissa told Ryan that's like, hey, we're in a relationship. You have to tell me things. Mm -hmm. Ryan took that to heart. (laughs) And because he's in a relationship with Seth, 
tells, tells Seth, Seth everything. everything. <laughs> Seth is like, hey, what are you up to last night? And Ryan's like, ah, Marissa shoplifted. And Seth's like, I can't help you with that. <laughs> oh, here's a stocking. And Ryan's like, well, all right. <laughs> I wish I could tell you that scene was more than that. It's mostly that. Yeah, that was that scene. It's Ryan telling Seth information the audience knows and Seth giving him a stocking, which makes Ryan happy. But you know what? I've had so many problems with people not telling people things on the show until like insane periods of time later. It's good. You know, it's good. So thanks, show. You listened to my feedback. I like how they the wrapped it up in the same in a, in a in a in a scene with something else. It wasn't yes. just a scene to tell. No, he was like Ryan. You're a part of our family. Chrismica, here's your Chrismica <laughs> stocking. And Ryan's like, no, bigger problems. I got bigger fish to fry. All right, uh, so Sandy and Kirsten. We find out in the Sandy and Kirsten scene that Caleb and Sandy settled, and Sandy's really excited, and Kirsten. Is not. What you also need to know in this scene is that Kirsten is really, really upset mm. that they settled. Because she knows she something. She knows the, the secret. And Sandy knows Kirsten, so he asks her. And so the something that we alluded to earlier is that Caleb did a do we, land do we survey. Learn? We, we learned that he did a land survey in the Heights. We still yes. don't know what that means. And now we know it's something because we ne- we actually never get the details. Oh no, we do. Okay. Kirsten. Do we? Yeah. Does she go into it? No, no. He he doesn't when he's telling Caleb. Oh, okay. Because I was like, it's a bag. So something came up in the survey. Yeah. And Kirsten wants to give it to Sandy because she's a good person. <laughs> I mean, she gives it to him and then says she's gonna like she'll probably lose her job. Yeah. She's like, I need to give this to you, but also, I'm screwing myself over. <laughs> we gotta head down <laughs> to the main floor, Aaron. Because some more wacky hijinks are going up, which is the fact that uh, Anna arrives. Anna arrives with mistletoe and fur. And, and then... Erin. Yeah. She is dressed like a background character in The Christmas Carol. Yep. Like you could imagine the Scrooge would be going down the street telling everyone Merry Christmas as she walks by in the background. And then not long afterwards, Summer shows up, also with mistletoe, but she has a tiara. Yeah. Yeah. And she looks like a background character from She's All That. It's also about in this scene that I realize that Anna might be drunk. <laughs> At all times. And also she has sparkle paste in her hair. <laughs> yes. I realized that way through the scene. I was like, what is happening? Because, like, yes, sparkles in the hair. Yeah. Fine. Lovely. Hers are just on the tips and, like, matted. Well, I do feel like at this time period sparkle gel was a thing that might be what it was so she's used that she used sparkle gel to style her hair whereas now we would use like sparkle hairspray sparkle dry shampoo or just sparkles or maybe not because we're grown-ups now the crux you got to get about this scene is that anna wants to go with seth to the party, so she got there first to be like, ah, now we're going together. But Summer also wants to go with Seth to the party, and she also thinks she was going to get there first. Yeah, and they both do the exact same thing. But um, Summer doesn't have a home, <laughs> so she miscalculated how long it would take her to walk there from Jimmy Cooper's pool house. Yes. And then cue the most awkward three people sitting on a couch. Because I've never seen. Seth decides they can all get a ride with his parents to the event. This is so they have to wait for the parents remember, to be ready. Remember the last episode where Seth was like trying to date both girls? Yeah. I don't know what he's trying to do here because he because like he's playing like he's afraid of them. 
Yeah, he's not doing good. Because he, cause he's not doing, like, a thing where he's trying to date both of them. He's just like, no, no, no. We'll go with my parents. Yeah. These two women just keep pursuing me, and <laughs> I'm just here in my sweater. <laughs> like, Why? <it's... laughs> yeah. And uh, Sandy thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, um, we gotta go so, get some Ryan and Marissa. Yeah, we have a very dramatic scene where Ryan, like, tries to help Mar- Marissa. He wants to have talks with her about mm-hmm. what she's doing, why she's doing it, if she's okay. Ryan she, really wants to just, like, light Marissa up. He but just wants he, to love her and, like, help her. Well, I mean, what I was gonna say is that I think it looks like he really wants to give her, like, you know, a Julie rant. But he's like, ah, but she's also my girlfriend. I didn't know it's a rant. He's just like, if I have a motivational enough speech, I will motivate her. It, but Ryan, <laughs> you done can't do that. It does not motivate her. What it does is make her sneak in some purse liquor. Some purse vodka while he goes to the bathroom? Uh, no, she asks him to pick something up. Oh, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. She gives him an excuse to leave, and then she gets herself some purse vodka. Thanks, Marissa. So now we have our party scene, which stars the same waiter from the first episode. It's from the first episode that had canapes. Yeah, yeah. And and, and Seth realizes, is yeah, like, get out of like, here. Get better canapes. <laughs> so we learn that Sandy wants to nail Caleb. And by nail, <laughs> I don't mean sex. But he does say, I'm going to nail you. Okay. To the so cross. they have a conversation. <laughs> They have a they have a conversation where okay, Caleb kisses curse on this on the cheek and Sandy's right there, like three inches yeah. away, like staring at him. And then they have a conversation that is mostly innocuous, but Caleb sort of like gets in some like jabs at him, and Sandy's like, I'm going to destroy that man. And Kirsten's <laughs> like, Yeah, you do that. I'm off his side. <laughs> she is super excited by Sandy just like <laughs> drilling through Caleb. So Julie is vaguely insecure about the party still. Yeah, once again, Aaron, I have a question for you. How does Julie feel about Kirsten? Julie has no friends. Yeah. So she's stuck with Kirsten. That's how she feels. (laughs) So she's like, I better be nice to her. I don't know how to be nice to someone. I better be earnest with her. I'll ask her if she likes my party. Do you like the party? Do you think everything's going good? And Kirsten's like, I don't care. I have to deal with my life falling apart, maybe. Look... I'm I'm a, I'm about one uh, I'm about one like talk with my dad away from being full blown alcoholic and so uh, we already we'll got one see. of these on the show. And then we have a scene where I'm the glasses they have given the kids their sodas in make them look like cocktails. Ooh boy, yeah, it's tough to tell who's drinking alcohol and who's not. So I'm wondering if Ryan did order them cocktails and was like, "This will be a casual, cool cocktail." He was, and then Marissa goes, "Also wrong." He was able, like, he was buying, he was ordering a seven seven in the first one, which yeah. which makes me think that they would have given him it if Kirsten didn't give him the side eye. So maybe Kirsten, I don't. It's just they're drinking their sodas if that's what they are out of highball glasses. Yeah, it's maybe it's the only glasses they have. The the point I is that know. essentially this is a scene where we continue on the conversation earlier, where like Ryan and Marissa are not so okay. Yeah, and then Julie comes up, and Aaron, I have a question for you. How does Julie feel about Ryan? 
Julie again thinks she's stuck with Ryan and has no friends, so she better befriend her daughter's boyfriend. They do one of the like quintessential these people are getting along things where like Marissa leaves, Ryan mutters something which I don't even actually know what he muttered. <laughs> but Julie said, Yeah, and then they both drink at the same time. And I'm like, so these two are cool now, I guess. Julie's just like making amends everywhere, I yeah. guess. Uh, so this is the scene where they describe what was happening. Yeah, Sandy does the law. Yeah, so what it is is that the survey was a geological survey of the mm-hmm. heights. What it turned out is the heights were unstable, were geographically unstable, yeah. which means they're uninsurable, which means no one will let Caleb build on them. So what he's trying to do by hiding that is selling the if, well, He wants to sell the land to someone else, Yeah, and no one's going to buy it in the survey. So he, yeah. the settlement's the only way he's going to make any money off of yeah. that. Which is why uh, um, Sandy big dogs him by being like, I'll buy it for a dollar. And Caleb's like, no. Nah. Daddy's like, no, nah, I will. And just gives <laughs> yeah. him a dollar. That's going to happen. <laughs> um, fast forward to the end of the scene because it's not really important to tell it later. Yeah. Sandy wins, well, but it also makes Caleb look like the good guy in Newport. Caleb knows how to save face. Yeah. Yeah. So he's yeah. like, I'm going to give these back to the people for Guess one dollar. I love the wetlands. Mm, yes. Mm, success. Caleb. That is my name. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we have some really cute scenes. And I think let's just stick on like the NSF train and then go back to the Ryan Marissa. We're doing NSF the NSF summer. summer yeah. Yeah. So, it's time for Seth's present. So, Anna made Seth a comic book that's about him. A handmade comic book, and it's really sweet. It's super cute. And Summer watches them like Batman from a distance. And then because she's so sad, we discover that she's secretly been wearing a Wonder Woman costume. The reason she's wearing that tiara, I guess, guess, is because she was wearing Wonder Woman costume. I don't know how she fit her rope under her dress, but that's fine. <laughs> It, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah, per, yeah, it's pretty intense. Also, she starts with, okay, she starts by saying, so you like comic books, and then, you know, reveals she's wearing the woman. I thought she was referring to the comic book that Anna gave him. Yes, and she was like, guess what is, I'm going to give you instead. Which is why when she, like, found the comic, essentially, like, they're, you know, going to kiss, yeah. and she, like, takes out the comic book, she's shocked about seeing it. Mm-hmm. Which means she was not watching <laughs> when she was watching them. I don't think she was watching them. I think she was in just, a blackout. <laughs> she just like saw them talking. She was like rage blackout, <laughs> well, yeah, sexy rage blackout. And then she like manif- time to strip. <laughs> she manifested her Wonder Woman costume at that time. So I definitely thought she was going to strip as well because she comes into yeah. Santa Baby. Yep. Nope. She just takes off her clothes. She's wearing Wonder Woman. It's not a strip, really. It's not lingerie. Nope. She's not, like, doing a strip tee. She's nope. just wearing a costume. But they decided that Santa Baby, the creepiest uh, <laughs> the creepiest Christmas song. Is the appropriate song a, for this scene. About a woman who might want to sleep with Santa Claus. And wants to trade Santa sexual favors for very good <laughs> gifts. Yes. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Um, but so then Anna walks in. Anna walks in. And then you got this pretty great moment where both Anna and Summer think the other one gave a better present. Yes. Because they both are like, wait, but you have the brains, but you have the sex appeal. Well, Anna, but also, con- Anna connects with him. Yes. Summer. Is hot. <laughs> Summer, yeah. Anna's also hot. But not the way that Seth thinks she's hot, because her hair is short and she likes to skin Muppets. I guess so. I blame the Muppets. Um, but 
in this scene, Summer has another blackout, but mm-hmm. like a gentle blackout. And they both have an epiphany and they demand that Seth has to choose. Mm-hmm. Which like, yeah, we all said that three episodes ago. Thank you, TV show. <laughs> and then Anna and Summer are like, let's get out of here. And they leave together. So meanwhile, all the terribleness is happening. Marissa's drinking. Marissa, okay. I don't know why this is weird to me. I don't think it's actually all that weird. Okay. It's not making into a discussion, but I think it's something I want to bring up. Let's do it. Marissa spikes her drink in the bathroom. Yes. Which feels weird because I feel like the other poll is that she would have just drank, I guess, vodka straight. Mm-hmm. Which feels like something that she did at some point. I, I guess I guess her spiking her drink and then drinking mm. the entire drink in the bathroom feels weird. I don't think she's ever actually drank straight from a bottle. Yeah. She's always spiked as something, Maybe. which I think for her is her line, where she's yeah. like, no, I'm just having drinks. I'm just having fun. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't drink from the bottle. I do shots. I do mixed drinks. Yeah. I'm fun. I'm fun. It may also, so I think it's a fine line. Yeah, it may also be the show's way of showing that like she has not fallen all the way down mm. yet but she tries to do it in the in the car i think she i think if you were to ask her you'd be like marissa you drink too much she'd be like no i never drink from the bottle i just drink fast i just drink fancy drinks yeah yeah i just drink fast um but yeah because she because she does the yeah. entire drink which is why which i think is that why it's weird on she spikes her own drink is that she spikes it and then drinks it all there anyway i think it would be better if it was slightly more established yeah maybe but i think Later, like, yeah. like, essentially what happens is that she comes back and she is sloppy. She just wants to have fun. And Ryan's like, Ryan, no, she drank in the bathroom. Yeah. I love the line when she's like, but what, Ryan? You drank? And I was like, does he? <laughs> when have we ever seen him drink on camera? <laughs> but his response is, not alone in the bathroom. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, that yeah. is That is the difference. So Ryan is infuriated. Mm-hmm. Marissa tries to storm off and drive off, and Ryan is having none of that ish. Yeah, because she's going to drunk drive, and he's like, no, he steps in front of the he's car. Like, I am the OC. I will sacrifice myself for the safety of people on the road. And then she backs into just another car. And Ryan still is like... Which makes her very sad. <laughs> Ryan's like, nope. Guess who's driving now? So he's going to drive her home. And I think at this point, she is going to drink straight from the bottle. Yes. She so is... they're driving home. He tries to talk to her about what happened. But Ryan, you can't dr- talk to a drunk girl. And then she tries to drink from the bottle. And she's like, whatever. I'm not driving. I can open carry. And Ryan's like, no, you can't. I'm on probation. You put that away. And then conveniently. The cops They come. get pulled over for a taillight. Because well, she backed into a. No, no. She could have just had a burned out taillight. Because I, too. Have gotten pulled over oh. from a burnt light tail, burnt out tail light. I mean, I think he says your tail is broken. No, okay. And, and then Ryan says it just happened. So it could have happened because of the accident. That's also when I had a burnt out tail light. How yeah. they communicated that to me, and I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm very nervous. I've never been pulled over before. I can't there, find my insurance." The, the reason that I'm thinking that it's because she backed into a car is because we saw her back into a it car. It could have happened because of it that. It just seems to be much of a cue that it's supposed to be like you're seeing things just collide up. Yeah. Which... Either way, if you have a burnt out taillight, if your taillight is not working, people will pull you over. Yeah. Um, and Marissa's very frantic and upset, obviously. The open alcohol is hidden between her feet. Yeah. And the cop is suspicious that this young, frantic, upset woman is in the passenger seat. Yeah. Um, but... 
He gets a call. Conveniently, all cars must report to someplace. Well, something more important yeah. is happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it would have been pretty great if, like, his radio popped up and just, like, everyone's being murdered! <laughs> and he's like, all right, I gotta go. Hey, Greg the Puncher is back! He just <laughs> wants his money! <laughs> Greg's going crazy at the mall, punching everyone. He doesn't like that he had to pay for his Christmas presents. He just wants his money he back. He wants his money back, and he's punching everybody. <laughs> also, Holly's there, maybe. We haven't seen her for a while. I mean, maybe that's what happened. She's still in Mexico. Because <laughs> they just gave a, co- gave a code. Code 742. That's the Greg code. Yeah. <laughs> they have a code for when Greg goes on a punching spree. Um. So, the cop peels off. And Ryan... lets his rage out. He is so not okay. He storms out of the driver's seat. He rips open the passenger car. He throws that glass... Oh, yeah. Mickey of vodka into the sea. And then he slams that door. And Marissa's like, you're scaring me! And, and he's Ryan's like, good! Like, good! You're doing the bad things! <laughs> you're literally doing everything bad! You're scaring me! And Marissa's like, I can scare people? <laughs> What? I can do things wrong? <sighs> um, uh. I want to take a little bit of a, a thing that I think is pretty funny, a little like moment that I wanted to highlight in this entire sequence of events, um, which is actually between Jimmy and Kirsten. Uh, yeah. They're dancing together, which I'm like, yeah, sure, that's what they do. Yeah, whatever. Um, and they talk a little bit about parenting because Jimmy's worried he's being a bad parent. And you know what? He's being a little bit of a bad parent. <laughs> He's trying so hard to be a cool dad yeah. that he's being a bad dad. Um, but Kirsten, <laughs> Kirsten gives a pretty good like run up on Seth, <laughs> including a line which she talks about how there's also a moment with a Range Rover in an IMAX movie. I don't quite <laughs> believe, and that's when the ra- that's when, that's when they went to the party and the Range Rover got trashed. Yeah, <laughs> and I like I like the idea that in that moment. When he's like, yeah, no, IMAX crowds, like, it's just crazy. The sharks. It's just like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Seth has literally never been to a party before, so okay. I don't care that much. All right, uh, so we move forward, and it's the morning, and I think the most important thing about this scene, Aaron, out of everything at all that, is that Ryan eats dry mini-wheats for breakfast. He's just sad, Kevin. He doesn't deserve milk. I don't even want to pour milk in. I'm just going to eat these mini-wheats. So he used all of his energy slamming that car door. And because it's time to tell you the person he's in a relationship with everything he thinks, tell Seth about Marissa just getting drunk. And Seth is like, hmm... I don't know how to deal with this. You know what? Maybe, Ryan, don't tell me your problems. Guess what I have to do? Pick a girl. Yeah. Yeah. So So we we do have a really cute scene where it's like cut back and forth between Seth talking to Anna and talking to uh, Summer. Yes. And what he ultimately chooses to do. Well, I think it might be interesting to say the way that we see it. Yeah. 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 So, because it's circling around them, you don't mm-hmm. know really who he's talking to at all times. And it lands on someone where he's like, I just want to be friends. And he tells that to Summer. Yep. And she's like, I don't want to be friends. And she storms off. Circle around. He's telling Anna, give me a present. Also, I just want to be friends. And she also doesn't want to be his friend. Yeah. And I think this is probably the best way the show could do that. And Seth's decision was I like both of these women. So I can't pick either of them. So I want to be friends with both of them. Yeah. And it doesn't work. And you know what? Seth was actually surprisingly mature about this. Yeah, like like he 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 re- like 
when we're actually even as we're talking, his big thing is that he didn't want to make the decision over like the holidays. Yeah, and yeah. he didn't want to make a because he. So we didn't really talk about this, but Seth loves Christmas. Yeah. He thinks it is the greatest thing he's ever invented. Yep. When Ryan says they didn't get, like, charged yeah. by the police because they had to go to another um, call, Seth thinks it's a Christmas come miracle. Like, Seth, <laughs> yeah, for thanks, this entire yeah. episode. Thank, thank Jesus, Moses, that Greg was punching everyone. <laughs> Seth is like, Jesus is on our side. Moses is on our side. Everything's going to be okay because it's Christmas. Christmasica will always come through. Like, like this, this, ep- this series has given like so much like emotional and dramatic weight to such like not dramatic things but the scene where like seth because you have to think about that in reality yeah he, like if you think about the order he did he told summer i just want to be friends and he said no later he would have to tell anna i just want to be friends and he could he have. already knows that summer has like essentially been like i don't want to just be friends and he could have been like okay well summer hates me I yeah. can still have a girlfriend. Yeah. But he decided. He decided before talking to either one of them that, that he, he wants... just wants to be friends with both of them. Yeah. And, like, it feels like the show, like, that could have been such a dramatic moment as, as Seth just being like, I I just want everybody to be happy. Because, like, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. I'm very impressed that the show did not go a route where either he picked one of them or he tried doing the both thing. Because his decision yeah. was a very, very mature, well, why don't we just all be friends? Like, yeah. I... Had feelings for both of you at one point. I don't really want to do that anymore because it ruins things. Yeah, I've never had a girlfriend, but having a girlfriend has wrecked everything I've had with both of you. So <laughs> yeah, let's just be friends. Yeah, there's no girlfriend for Seth. Unfortunately, Seth is such a great guy that they just they're, they're like, don't like, want they, it. they both want to be. I'm Anna. I'm not as surprised by Summer. Like, man, she went down fast. I know because she still calls him Cohen. Yeah. Because Anna has always pretended, like, oh, no, friendship zone. And we're always like, nope. Yeah, Anna's <laughs> Anna gets – Anna does not want to be friend zoned. And, like, Anna makes sense. But Summer would be like, yeah, your best friend is dating my best friend. So, yeah, we're all best friends. Yeah. But now Summer Summer has fallen for him hard. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, let's wrap this up. So yeah, we got yeah. – um, um, So we learned that Caleb is angry at Kiki, but also oddly pleased. Caleb does the um, – you TV betrayed thing. me. No one ever has betrayed me. I like it. That's how I know you have moxie. Yeah, he does that thing, which is how you know he's a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> then we uh, have the standard Sandy-Ryan advice scene where Sandy tells Ryan he cannot save Marissa. Well, I like what he tells him is that, and what he, I think he sort of speaks to is the fact, like, Ryan, you don't have to be the rock for a family anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's what he was for a long time with his like, parents yeah. and brothers, that he was the rock for them. He was the... He was the one stable, yeah. solid person. But and he's like, like, his son was like, you don't have to do, you don't have to do that. You can just watch a movie with your family. Yeah, you don't have to go to therapy with your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. he and he's not saying don't. He's saying like, you don't have to. You don't have like, to. Like it might be better for you to separate. Yeah. So oh, then, then we have a scene that is w- weirdly long. So I have to think, like in airing time, this was the last episode before Christmas. Yeah. So Marissa meets someone who will become very, very important yeah. in the part in the back half of the season. I can feel that. His name is Oliver Trask. And Oliver Trask also knows Trask or Trast? Trask? Tr- I don't know. Here's the thing. Trask is the villain <laughs> from the X-Men movie Days of Future Past. Yeah, but that came out like 15 years after this movie. Which is why I TV hope show. it's on Trask, because that's who he's gonna be. He's gonna be Peter Dinklage. It's possible. <laughs> 
Um, but he's there, and I already don't like this character. He's so smarmy and so annoying. She is sitting outside the therapist's office, and he gives her grade school psychology. Yeah, he's like, oh, hey, you know, this is really tough. The first time I came here, I left three times before I went to my therapist's office. And and you know, the thing about the thing about it is that like all these people say there's something wrong with you, and you got to figure out like maybe there's nothing wrong with you. And like I know who you are. You plan all the social events, yeah. but you're not be- being very social with me right now. Yeah, like like what what's going on? And I'm like, it's a really good thing she's be seeing a therapist right yeah. now because this guy is just like. I'm Oliver. Oh my God. I'm really deep in damage, just like you. The, the thing that I will say is that I'm like, yeah, you know what? That that works on people in high school because mm-hmm. that is high school psychology. Mm-hmm. That is, mm-hmm. if I just say things that sound profound, you'll think they're profound because you won't look into them any deeper. If I just go against whatever, what your, if I go against what yeah. your parents are saying, you'll think I'm like cool. It's like the credo of the um, tweakers in Letter Kenny. Yeah, I hate the world. I hate <laughs> my parents. I hate myself. Yeah, and versus like, yeah, tweakers. Yeah. I don't like that I have to be here. I should go break down those uh, mailboxes and wear a clown costume. <laughs> Thanks, Letter Kenny. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I don't like this guy. I feel like I definitely going to see more. I could tell we're immediately going to see more of him yeah. because he's not just a one-off guy. He also gives her the like the smarmiest look when he first sees her. It's he's obnoxious. Why, why is this therapist's office have two those two doors? Yeah, like it seems like you like like it's two therapists. It feels like they should be separated or something. But yet they have a combined waiting room. <laughs> so we have a really sweet scene where Seth is just like moping and he's listening to Blue Christmas. And then Ryan delivers his Christmas stocking. And then Seth gives the starter pack, like Seth starter pack presents that he wanted to give to his girlfriends, to, to his, his parents. parents. And then we learn that Sandy and Kristen brought home so many movies and Sandy picked a uh, terrible movie. Over the top. It's the arm yeah. wrestling movie yeah. with um, Steve. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, which apparently Peter Gallagher can do a Sylvester Stallone impression. <laughs> it's real good. Real good. And then, I mean, it's only a few words, but it's real good. Yeah. And then they all walk away while the fireplace is on, which maybe only bothered me. But it zooms in on Ryan's stocking, stocking hanging on the fireplace. And then on a Christmaca card, which shows Kirsten, Sandy, Seth, and Ryan, Yay. happy Christmaca, heart. Family. Here's all my heart shooting out to the universe. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. Throughout this episode, you think you found yourself a CW moment? Yeah. Now, for those who don't know what a CW moment is, it is the moment that a show decides to cast away all logic and reason and instead replace it with a very... Very important. Uh... Dramatic moment. Yeah, yeah. So, Kevin, this may be the first episode where we picked the same one. I don't know. It's a pretty solid episode. But I gotta pick Oliver Trask. His inclusion in this episode is batshit. And it's clearly the TV show setting us up for this back half of the season. That was the moment I picked. Um, yes. But I'll pick another one right now. My Okay, I actually did sort of have a runner-up. Okay. Um, we talked about a lot in the episode, so I guess we're not going to talk about it now. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that that security guard followed them out to the car. That was my backup. And here's the weird thing about it. 
I'm calling the, the idea of a CW moment is when drama overrides logic and reason. Yeah. This is just where insanity overrides logic and reason because mm-hmm. it's not more dramatic to have them stalk them out to the. Them, like, you guys have all been to a department store. Yeah. There's like the double doors. Stop them between the doors. Oh, you know what I just realized was nonsense. There's a there's a scene right before that where they talk as her walking through the store. Where That's right. Yeah, where, where, where it's like, why do you like to come here? Oh, it just reminds me of all the things I used to have. And Ryan's like, that you didn't buy anything. Scene could have ended with. The security guard, like, stopping them and being like, Miss, can I look in your purse? Yes! That makes it clear he's a security guard. It makes it clear that he stopped them before they left. That she stole things. I really (laughs) don't think it's legal to follow someone out of the store. Now, here's the thing. I know, like, I don't think there's a sort of, like, a base idea that once you get that stuff out of the store, it's legally yours. No. (laughs) That would be crazy. But I just, I don't, and maybe because he's a security guard, not a normal store employee, because I've never been a security guard. I've only been a store employee. But we are not allowed to follow people out yeah. you stop them before they leave that's the criteria yeah it's it's just it's so weird and it's not even more dramatic it's just a mm. weird choice to have it happen by the car mm-hmm. it's like they needed a place to put out all the stuff so they had so they did it on the hood but they could i don't know it's I weird know. that that is a moment where weirdness just overrides logic and reason it was bonkers so, hey, if that episode was cool to you, if you enjoyed it, you should uh, give us a like, a rating, a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, your iTunes, or your wherever it is. I don't, you, we don't really know what Apple Podcast where, is. Wherever you listen to this. Just, like, do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And tell all your friends about it. Just do it. And you can also interact with us. And you should tell us if you wear your shoes inside your house. Tell us about house. your shoes. So you can inst oh oh my god Instagram us tag us in your photos of you wearing your <laughs> shoes in your house or not wearing them. Well, Aaron, are you asking our fans to send us pictures of their feet? Yep, I'm leaning into that. It's fine. <laughs> All right, fans of podcast Moa, send us pictures of your feet. So you can hit us up on Podcast Moa, on Instagram, on Twitter, Podcast MOA. You can also email us, podcastmoa at gmail.com. I know I just like really slurred that. That is podcast M as in Maggie, O as in Oliver, A as in Anna. Or M as in mystery, O as in outsiders, and A as in abs. I almost did characters from the show, except I decided halfway through, so I didn't do M as Marissa. No, you did not. Anyway, our email's at gmail.com. Just hit us up. And you got a, you got a show coming up in Calgary. I do. Um, so as some of you know, I'm a theater artist, and I've recently created a show with my uh, female artist friends. We have gotten tired of competing for all the same roles. So we wrote a play where we can all play awesome roles. It's called Porcelain Dolls. You can get all of the info at fullcircletheater.ca. So that's www.fullcircletheater, spelled the Canadian way with an R-E. Fullcircletheater.ca. Hit us up. It is August um, 24th to 26th, and then August 30th to September 2nd. It's, so, the, it's the last two weekends in August. Yeah, yeah. It's in Calgary. It's at Evergreen Theater. It's awesome. It's I think it's funny. It's, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. And if you, you don't it. like theater, we sell drinks at the show. So just come and like have – you can get – There's a bar, yeah. Yeah. You, you can, can get wine. Drinks. You can get beer for $5.25. That's a great deal. Yeah. Drinking at a show. Yeah. Will Sandy still work the law firm now that he's being Caleb? But now, who will Seth pick? 
when will Oliver Trask release his Sentinels upon the X-Men? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? Oh my god. The na- I knew it sounded weird. The name of the guy in X-Men is Bolivar Trask. <laughs> I also don't know if Oliver in... Um... It's either Trast or Trask. It's something like that, right? But the, the name of the guy is Bolivar Trask. Are you ready? It is Oliver Trask. Bolivar Trask. Yes, it sounds like I'm trying to fake his name. No, my name isn't Oliver Trask. My name is Bolivar Trask. Bolivar Trask. He didn't even change his last name. Only his first name. His first name.